This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to HVACTrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. It's hot. You should be really happy. Now is the time to generate revenue and hopefully profitable revenue so that you have something to show for your hard work at the end of the summer. Today, I'll give you words that your dispatchers and customer service reps should avoid on the phone. I had a client who the first hot weekend this year had 167 phone calls in three days. Now, it's impossible to actually service 167 people with the size company that they are in three days. So the question is, how do your dispatchers and customer service reps actually handle the situation? And the first thing you have to remember is that when it gets that hot, really in the beginning, that first hot wave of summer, everybody's in the same boat. You could, if everybody could take care of everybody immediately, we'd have you know hundreds of techs waiting around in slower times of the year and nobody staffs up for the very, very beginning of summer. So that's the first thing to remember. And the second thing is, okay, you do get the phone calls because people are calling that you haven't heard from in maybe three, four, five, six years, and people you may never have heard of simply because their current company that they're currently using can't get to them. So they're trying to call everybody that they can find online, and they're trying to get anybody to come take care of them because they're hot. So what I would do and what I suggested that they do is, number one, prioritize the calls. Obviously, your maintenance agreement customers come absolutely first, and your warranty customers are, are very close right after that. And then you're going to look at customers who've done business with you in the past, I'd say up to three years, And then you're going to look at people who are referrals from your customers or maybe people you have marketed to. And that would be the list that I would do in that type of priority. And then everybody else, right? So how do you talk to everybody else and say, well, Mrs. Jones, we don't have any openings for the next couple of days. I will take your name and number and put you on our call list in case we get a cancellation. And we will call you the day before to make sure you still need us to come out. And that's how I would handle it. And they're going to go out and they're going to go look for everybody to, to, until they find somebody to take them, you know, and get their call taken care of. It does calm down, as we all know. And the thing is that just remember priorities of who comes first. Your maintenance agreement customers come first. Your warranty customers come first. Then I would do your customers who've been, you know, used your company in the past at least 18 months to maybe three years, any that are referrals from customers and those who you know that you have marketed to, they say, well, I got this postcard or I heard your name on the, you know, whatever. Um, But that's exactly how I would do that. All right. So given that, what are some other words that dispatchers can use and should use when it is this busy and this crazy with respect to busyness? The, other, the next thing to remember is that the customer is uncomfortable. They have a surprise bill, their house is hot, their office is hot, 
And your dispatcher, your customer service rep is the messenger. And they will a lot of times just unload on the messenger, which quite frankly is not fair to you. And many times, well, Mrs. Jones, let me let you talk to somebody else. And by the time you get to that somebody else, the person is like, totally changed their attitude and totally changed their perspective. Mean, cruel, and rotten to you could be very nice to another CSR or supervisor. And it's amazing how quickly that does happen. So I find also that people are more grumpy in the summertime being hot than they are in the wintertime when their furnace isn't working. Remember, if your furnace isn't working, you can always put more clothes on. Some people have fireplaces. There's not a whole lot you can take off after a certain point when it's hot. And not all of us have pools to jump in. And in fact, we can't sleep in a pool anyway. All right, so let's take a look at some of the words that dispatchers and CSR should avoid. The first one is the word no. No is incredibly negative. People get offended at the word no a lot of times. And my sense of it is... I can't get there today, or I know we can't come out today, or something along those lines will just make an angry person even more upset. So eliminate the word no from your vocabulary. That should be number one. Number two is any other negative word. Can't, won't, don't, anything that's a very negative word. It's like pouring gasoline onto a fire. You already have an upset customer, the upset customer is not thinking rationally. They're thinking very emotionally. And you can't talk to, negotiate with, make common sense with a person who is totally emotional. They have to swing back to some amount of rationality in order for you to behave, be able to have a rational conversation with this person. So the best thing that dispatchers and CSRs can do is taking an emotional person and bring them back into something that's rational so that they can have a productive conversation. A lot of times that happens when you switch people and the person who's just emotional all of a sudden realizes that they've been emotional and the next person they talk to is this rational individual and it's like, wait a minute, you know, when you were talking to her, she was upset, she was screaming, da 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 and by the time it goes to the next person, it's a very different person on the other end of the phone on the other end of the phone. So what is better to do when you can is to talk to them about what you can do. The example I gave for the people who were calling in over the past weekend is Mrs. Jones, our first appointment is in the next couple of days. I will put your name on the emergency list, and if there's a cancellation, we will call you, and we will call you the day before we are planning to come out. Okay? We didn't say we can't get there for 12 days. We did say our next available appointment is in a few days. We know it's hot, and we're happy to put you on a cancellation list in case there's a cancellation. So you're telling her what you can do rather than what you can't do. Okay. Can't is the negative words. Mrs. Jones, here's how we can do this, and here's what I can do for you. And then you're in a situation where you're starting to get them off of the emotion and starting to then get back into reality. They're not going to be happy campers because they're upset and they're uncomfortable and they're hot. However, you're telling them what you can do. 
And that's all you can do. You're sorry, you empathize with them, and you say, this is what I can do. Right? And that's, that's all you can absolutely do. All right, when we get back from break, I will give you some other words that your dispatchers and CSR should avoid at all times, and especially in the busy times. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I've seen my client salespeople struggle when a customer asks why they should use your company rather than the competition when your price is higher and you both are proposing the same equipment. I've seen technicians struggle when customers ask them whether they should replace an 18-year-old air conditioner. And most salespeople and technicians never ask the one question that most customers are concerned about, yet never ask. Can I trust you? I found a tool that gives your salespeople and technicians the ammunition to answer this question and more. And the tool works. How do I know? 68% of my clients are using it to increase sales and referrals. What is it? A trust book with your name on it as the author. More details are at HVACTrustBooks.com. Warning, there is only one contractor per area that can get these great books. Some areas are already taken. They've gone to my clients. If you want your area and want to have a tool for your salespeople and technicians to increase referrals and sales, then go to HVACTrustBooks.com now and reserve your area. Don't let this happen to you. Here's a transcript of an email sent to Ruth King. Dear Ruth, I wish I had this book two years ago. I discovered my bookkeeper had embezzled over $200,000 from the company. I used to be debt-free. Now I have a mortgage and payments on other debt I incurred to relieve the cash flow crunch caused by the embezzlement. Don't let this sad situation be your story too. An epidemic of workplace thievery and embezzlement harms today's business world, our economy, and ultimately your income and net worth. Discover the top 50 ways employees and vendors steal from you in Ruth King's new book, The Ugly Truth About Cash. Ruth also gives you the procedures to implement to help prevent embezzlement and keep the honest people honest. Find the ugly truth about cash on Amazon or go to www.thecouragetobeprofitable.com to order an autographed copy of Ruth's book. Get the information you need to protect your hard-earned cash and assets. That's thecouragetobeprofitable.com. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Before the break, I gave you some words that the your CSRs and your dispatchers shouldn't be using. Those are like no's. Those are can'ts. Those are don'ts. Those are all the negative words that will just make an irrational person even more irrational. <laughs> what we're trying to do is make an irrational, upset, angry customer who has something going on in their home or their office, and they're just frustrated and taking it out on you all. So we're using, here's what we can do. So the first thing is no negative words. Another word to avoid is we're busy. Your customers don't care that you're busy. The only thing that your customers care about is that you take care of their problem. Very few people will say, well, I know you're busy and I know I should have called earlier, but you get one of those, you're looking at the end of the phone going, really? What's going on here? Somebody's actually realizing what's going on. The most frustrating things is that some of you who deal with with customers who have second homes at the shore or something along those lines, and they walk in on Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock, and their air conditioner is not working, and they're tired because they've just had a two-hour drive, and they're frustrated because their air conditioning doesn't work, and they just take it out on your poor dispatcher. Yes, so you know Friday afternoons are not fun with companies who serve second house areas. 
where they come for vacations and things along those lines. And they especially don't care that you're busy. You know, I've got enough money to pay for whatever else it is. Sometimes you hear that. However, you know, just say, Mrs. Jones, our first available appointment is this, or you can have that. Which would you prefer? Well, can you come tonight, Mrs. Jones? If you approve overtime charges, we can be there tonight. Some people will approve them. Some will wait until the morning. Depends upon how hot it is, how uncomfortable they are, and how much money they want to spend. And people, well, why do I have to pay overtime charges? Here's a really good answer to that question. Well, Mrs. Jones, I've got to drag my technician out of bed at 10 o'clock at night to get away from his family to take care of you. We're happy to do it, and he's happy to do it. However, you know, there is an additional charge to drag him out of bed. Usually they're okay with that. And there's some other things that you can do and explain, you know, we're happy to do it, he's happy to do it, but I've got to pay him to drag him out of bed and that type of thing. All right? So we're busy is a word that we're words that you should not do. Diagnostic. Now, you're thinking, well, our diagnostic charge is, <clears throat> excuse me, X number of dollars. I already know what the problem is. I looked at YouTube. I looked at, you know, I Googled it. I know, you know, whatever else it is. I'm not paying a diagnostic charge. Please eliminate the word diagnostic from your vocabulary. The service call to come out to your home is. The service charge to come out to your home is. There's too many people who think that they are becoming closet HVAC technicians simply because they've gone onto YouTube and, and said, yep, that's similar to what I've got. That's what I've got. And they really and truly don't know. But they think they've diagnosed it. And they don't think they should have to pay a diagnostic charge. Mrs. Jones, the service call to come to your home is X dollars. Okay. The next thing is probably something that is not usually thought about. And it's the words, it's our policy that, or it's our policy to. I've had people in the past say, well, you know who I am. I don't care what your policy is. Let me talk to you the owner of your company, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. So again, that particular the phrase, it's our policy to, can get angry and upset people even angrier and madder, especially if they think they're self-important. And there are a lot of people out there who think that they are self-important. So see where it goes um, from that perspective. Try not to use the word, it's our policy to. And now that it's busy, make sure that your dispatchers and CSRs keep a smile in their voice, keep upbeat, even if somebody's trying to keep them on the phone for forever. And, and that happens occasionally, too. You know, it's Mrs. Jones, I understand this, 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 and this. Is there anything else I need to know before I schedule your call? And generally, that's said very nicely, and it is a clue to the customer to get off the phone. And you can do it with your text who are, you know, want to talk about the day and everything else like that and making sure they're okay, you can say the same thing, except you can say, look, I've got five calls holding. Is there anything else we need to talk about right now? And it's like, no, go to work. You can be a little bit shorter with them than you can absolutely with a customer. When you take a bad call and when Mrs. Jones is absolutely insane and when it's very hard but you've gotten her from emotional to rational and the call is over, the Two things that need to happen. Number one, you've got to be fresh and happy and upbeat for the next phone call, which is really hard if you've been beaten down. 
And so there are people who have what I, you know, the latest versions of Nerf balls or they throw things or they have stress balls or they just sit and laugh and, and talk to the person next to them who's probably on the phone and probably can't be talking to them anyway. Or they just get up, take a big sigh, walk around their desk, walk around their building, walk, you know, up and down the hall for two seconds, a minute, and just calm down and get ready and sit down and start over again. The fact of getting up and moving in your mind and in your head finishes that rotten call, laugh it off, say, that person had a problem, it wasn't me, I'm trying to help that person, and sit down again and take your next call. It's, and it's a stressful job at this time of year. It's a tough job at this time of year. So quick review. Number one, your dispatchers are the messengers. Your customers are uncomfortable. They are thinking emotionally rather than rationally. We've got to get them to a more rational state to be able to talk with them. Number two, eliminate the word no from your vocabulary. Eliminate any other negative word like can't, don't, won't. Tell them what you can do, what you are able to do from a positive perspective and give them choices. And that's generally helpful. It will help get them calmed down. And eliminate the word we're busy. Customers really and truly don't care that you're busy. They want their problem taken care of. Eliminate the word diagnostic. It's our service call to come to your home is X. And eliminate the words it's our policy too. They don't care what your policies are. They just care about getting their issues taken care of. That's what's important to them. So staying positive on the phone, remember that people are emotional and we have to take them back to rational also helps in these situations. And the tough few days in the beginning, tough week or two weeks in the beginning will eventually calm down. And all the people who don't have a regular heating air company and who are not really your customers will find somebody to take care of their systems. Now, obviously, you want to definitely take care of your customers and definitely take care of your warranty and definitely take care of the people who've done business with you in the past. Those are the ones who come first. So thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, or if you would like our free leak policy letter, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.